the PowerShell Podcast. Over a million hits and counting. The podcast for PowerShell and the PowerShell community. The PowerShell Podcast is a PDQ production, making device management simple, secure, and pretty damn quick. And now, here's your hosts, Jordan Hammond and Andrew Plaw. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the PowerShell Podcast. I'm Jordan with Ultra Mega Superstar and Champion Andrew Plaw. Yeah, we need we need to approach this uh, this champion thing because for a long time, there's been a gap that that people have been well aware of, and for years, I have been a gold medalist curler. Se- seven years now, I've had my gold medal, and this entire time, my co-host, no gold medals, zero. Fair of recent history, most certainly, but you know what, Jordan, I've risen up. I got yeah. a couple silver medals a little bit ago. That's nothing. We got the gold medal. And you got a gold medal in uh, pickleball. Very, very intense, serious sport, similar to curling. So, yeah, these are not nonsense gold medals. Curling and pickleball are the pinnacle of athletic achievement, and we're both champions. It's as real as it gets. Yeah. All right, so now now that we know that this is, in fact, the podcast of champions, let's, let's get into... Let's get into to talking some PowerShell. We have a friend here with us today. We do. I, I believe you were a you showed up on the bar sessions at Summit this last year, but now this time, you, you're you're the you're the full guest. This is this is the big deal. You made it to the big leagues. Not unlike winning a gold medal. It can't compare to gold medal yet. <laughs> but yeah, Clayton. So we've been friends for a while. Um, you know, we were definitely hanging out at Summit, and we've seen you in the community a lot and become friends with you over the years at this point. Wild to say. Um, and it's been really cool lately to see you with some new projects and some awesome blog posts. And we figured we've been shouting you out so much on the podcast, we might as well have you on and introduce you to our friends and listeners. Thank you, guys. Glad to be here. We figured around the the sixth consecutive time we gave you a shout out for new content you put out that maybe we should just have you on for a chat. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> and now, I have listened to all, all, all of them. <laughs> you've listened to our episodes before. That's super cool. Yep. Basically, if I, if I don't get mentioned, I don't listen. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you just read the show notes to see. Exactly. Hello, no, where's my name? No, I have, I have a PowerShell script that just checks them to see if, if my name's mentioned. If not, I don't, don't bother. Hey. Automated an RSS feed. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have a website? What's your blog? I Just do. It's a shout it out. It's a Clayton T, which is kind of hard to do because it's C L A T E N T dot com. And, and the reason for it was back in the day, I was, um, I was bigger into nutrition as well. So, it was Clay, the nutrition and technology. But now it's kind of just changed and I've just kind of kept it that. Nice. Clayton, that's cool. And the blog post we've been shouting out a lot is getting started with Automated Lab. Yes. It's been, been a fun one with, uh, now I have three versions of it. Three uh, versions. Then I'm going to come out with a couple more as well too, but yeah, we're up to three right now. It's been it's been a fun experience doing that. Um, it's actually my first ever um, public module I've made. So, yep. It's been been fun then documenting that process as well of, of creating a module that will be a, a blog post. Thank you, Andrew. Um, definitely. Definitely want to chat about this more. But on the topic 
of blog posts and cool things. I believe as part of our pre-show, we usually share some community articles and some things that are happening. And I think that you came prepared to be our special guest and provide your community examples. Because to me, I always see you out there. I always see you commenting and sharing and and connecting with people in the community. So it's your time to shine, man. What's your uh, first link you have for us today? So, so I have to give a uh, Mike F. Robbins a shout out. Um, he he's he's back blogging now. Um, I, I got the pleasure of meeting him at at DevOps, and super nice guy, very helpful with everything. And uh, the one I'm highlighting is uh, API keys and Azure uh, Key Vault, and having keeping that secure. Uh, I think it'd be helpful for a lot of people. Uh, I haven't done it myself yet, so I'm going to be following that and using his blog for that. Nice. Learn from the experience of others, make it easier for yourself. That's what we're all in this together for, right? To help each other and help ourselves. No, definitely. Then the, the next one is uh, Tony Redman um, on monitoring members who are added to a Teams group. So um, basically, if someone gets added to a team that shouldn't be, it will automatically remove them. So you can't have people go rogue and say, oh, I want to add this coworker to the team. They automatically get uh, taken out. We we had to do something similar for that for local admin rights after we had someone on the help desk give their girlfriend local admin. So I'm familiar with the process, not but different product for sure. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> quite interesting on, on many levels. Gorilla <laughs> IT, right? Well, isn't that, what was the company that uh, had that just recently? Oh, where I'm they, not. Well, someone had it recently. Recently, where they well, no, because basically. Like, uh, a bad actor basically called saying there was someone else for on the help desk team. They reset the password, like, and basically got them, like, admin. Oh, oh that, that's how they got into the casino. That's okay. That's what it was. Yeah. Yep. So, kind of, oh, yep. So, someone that shouldn't have had rights, giving rights. Yeah. It was, it was one of those. It was, oh, my phone was stolen. And like, it was very well engineered request. And that's why process is important. Cause if there's a super compelling story, it's like, oh, I sympathize to that. If you have a process that says it doesn't matter, here's what you do in the situation. Then you can say, it's out of my hands. I'd love to help, but here's what I can do. Because especially going to the help desk, help desk is going to be your, in general, your newest IT people. So it's having, having process is critical. Yeah. We've actually deal with process with that on our more of our accounting side where we have steps that have to be done. And if they're not followed there, it does not happen. Like, and I've seen it where it it will not happen. I'm thankful for that, that everyone does follow that procedure because we could be giving out money to people that don't deserve it or need it. <laughs> it's important for, for security alone, but also you're helping out your newer employees because the help desk, whether we want help or not, if they can just sit there and take it out of their hands or something like that, it's like, I would love it to help. I agree that this is an onerous process, but this is what it is. It's not. It's no longer their fault. So moving blame off of first contact, I think, is should be done more often. What else do we have? And then also, uh, I'm probably going to butcher his name, but I believe it's Alexi. Um, look, I don't really want to. I'll spell it L A G O U T T E. Um, his his GitHub. Uh, he does have a blog too. It's it's more, I believe, on VMware side. Um, but his GitHub has a bunch of stuff, Fortinet. Um, he's had a lot of contributions. He actually um, helped me out quite a bit in the beginning too. Um, 
with his uh, FortiGate PowerShell module. And we actually had set up so that you can actually use a two-factor authentication through PowerShell on FortiGates. And I worked with that um, with them. Wow. Yeah. So you like filed an issue and that kind of thing, or? Yep. Yeah. Filed an issue, everything. And it was, it was actually a really cool experience. I was so new to it. I never followed an issue. He's like, oh, yeah, just do this. I'm like, I don't fully. So then I'd go back, ask him a couple more like, questions just to make sure. Yep. And figure it out. So now I can just use PowerShell with two factor and everything with it. So it's. It's a prime example of what we always say for communication. If you don't just go in with the, hey, can you do this? But with the, I'm looking to, can you help me? And then he came back with, and and since you were clearly working on it on your own, he was happy to keep on giving more advice. That's the kind of engagement that you need. Dude, that's what we talk about. I love that. It is. Like, and you guys always said, I'm like, sure, sure. Like, and he he lives in France. Like, no, not close to time zone, anything. He could have been, he could have said language barrier, but nothing. Like we we figured out like there was a couple things where he was tech, talking more technical than I understood on, at that point, and now I know. But he this whole process of oh yeah, you know, pull this, do this. And I'm like I've never done this before, but it was a great learning experience, and it was it was a great experience overall. Sounds like a great chance to learn and a positive outcome at the end, and something you can really kind of hang your hat on. I think as they say. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I love to see that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, so you guys are right. You know, the community always helps. I'll say I've never had a bad experience when I reached out to someone. Right. Yeah, we hear that so often. Um, we're very fortunate in this community to have such a great group of people collaborating. Um, that's so sweet. Oh, exciting. We're getting off to a great start, Jordan. <laughs> and now he's got automated labs, his own module. Now he can pay it forward. First time open issue. I'm going to test you. I think I'm going to make some fake account and I'm going to open up an issue. We'll see. Right. We'll see. I'll report back. The account, not Jordan. Not Jordan. <laughs> Nothing suspicious. Not, not, not Jay Hammond. <laughs> J Dog Hambone in the building. That's right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we have a couple more links here. What, what do we have next? Yep. So uh, a good buddy of mine, uh, Sam uh, Erd, I believe he pronounced his last name. Uh, I actually met him on, on Twitter from just random PowerShell stuff and We've actually become kind of friends and stuff and talked to him while I was moving and everything. And he's been a great resource. So definitely go on his GitHub and his Twitter. Um, he, he's very active and, and a good, actually good, a great resource. Have him on. I see him all the time on Twitter talking about PowerShell stuff. Exactly. And when I wrote his down, I'm like, I don't think he's been on the show yet. And I know, no. I know you mentioned him a couple of times. But. I, I think we've probably asked him. Him... Mayoral is another person that we're kind of needing to, to reach out to, yeah. but our list is a definitely. little long. Yeah, those two are definitely I'm interested in. I'll give, yeah. I'll give Sam a little push. Yeah, we'll <laughs> talk to Sam soon. Yeah, nice. Got to, got to. I, I want to learn more about him. You know, he, he definitely gives really useful stuff. Uh, I think from my observations, he's like an actual hands-on admin at a pretty high level and often sharing insights and some of the things that he sees. And um, I think government-wise too, I think. I'm not, I'm not from sure on that. Who knows? It's a secret to me. Yep. And then but who else do we have? Yeah. The last one is, uh, so he basically has YouTube, but jacked programmer of all, like, are you talking about me? Got me. That's what it was. <laughs> you know, gold, gold medal, jacked. <laughs> you know jacked what it programmer. is. That's, <laughs> Thank what it you. is. That's what I was, I was like, I knew it's really you. 
it's all it's all AI video of somebody else doing it. I know. No, but uh, looks like he has some cool content. Securing API keys with PowerShell secrets. Yep. I mean, he's a bunch of other stuff. I'm trying to remember other ones right now off the top of my head, but I've used his a handful of times too over the years. Once say years past year. But definitely something I want to give a shout out that I don't really see him too much in on social wise. Yeah, it yeah. was weird. And like his Instagram is like nothing. So but I just want to give him a shout out because very good resource for um for people. Well we also know what's on your mind. A lot of your uh links and references are all security based at the moment. So I wonder what your focus has been recently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely been targeting more of that that side. Um since I almost like I I know that more than non-secure, but just really making sure everything is protected um, and helping others to give that kind of insight of where I remember when I was the only IT, like the only IT person in the company for, you know, 100 and I, mean, I can't really got to 200 or not, but the only IT person that was across, you know, two locations, um, worked in multiple states, uh, and just making sure everything is secure, things that you should be aware of that yeah, no one, you haven't been attacked. Basically, you, have, it's, you haven't been attacked yet. Kind of thing. It's making sure that you've done everything that you can do to make sure it doesn't happen. So that if God forbid something does happen, you did everything that you could do and that you've let you know ownership know everything that's going on so that it's not a, oh, guess what, guys? We got compromised because of this. <laughs> That is such a better approach. <clears throat> it's so important to take ownership of whatever you're responsible for. And yeah, business decisions need to be made, but you want to do things the right way. And it's also kind of like covering your own back. Um, if you do things really bad and things go poorly, like you just don't want to do that. You want to have work ethic and be proud of your work. And it's a lot more fun that way too, I imagine. Oh, definitely. And then also just knowing like you've let ownership know so that you know you've done your due diligence. Like, if it's a costing or something, or if it's going to be too much of a change, you're at least letting them know, saying that I highly recommend that we do this, and it's up to you guys to yep. make it happen. Good communication, boom, it helps. Yep, definitely. Because there's nothing worse than you see something that you're like, oh, I'll get to it next week. You know, I'm too busy, and then all of a sudden something goes down, and you're compromised. <sighs> yeah. Defense in depth. Let's do our best. Yep. But definitely. And that, I guess, technically concludes the pre-show. I think we kind of dove into some topics there. Um, Quick shout out to the Discord if you want to tap in with us on another level. We have a PowerShell channel in the PDQ Discord. Discord.gg. Sorry, discord.gg slash PDQ. And you can tap in with us there. But Clayton... When did you get involved in PowerShell? Because you've definitely been advancing like this. You know, you've been kind of doing all the right things and putting yourself in positions to learn for a while now. But when did you first get started with that growth path? So I'll step back a little bit. So like, I remember learning about like seeing it back in, I have to write this down too, because I would not remember, um, around like 2012, 13. Um, yeah. Like, granted, I didn't get, go as deep into it as I am now. But I remember, again, looking, I was managing ED, dealing with that. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. But we weren't huge, so it didn't give as many benefits in the beginning. 
because there's only like you know one or two people here and there you can you can figure it out um and i was never a programmer like my level of programming was like in college high school i created and i did a was a php and mysql and flash to really age myself on it okay it was actually i had a book yeah (laughs) yeah it was like a book that was like this thick and it was basically flash mysql and uh, a sql like mysql and and php and how to make a website database and it was that was like my level of like programming so and i went to school for marketing um i've just always had a love of it um my dad worked for ibm so we had computers when we were young um but never really got in the programming side so then in 2012 2013 i kind of played around with it and it just got too busy like to me i didn't fully see the value of it now i'm really kicking myself for it um because if i started way back then it'd be a different story but uh Life would be a lot easier, I'll say that. Uh, but yeah, then I took like kind of a break. I'd go on like little, you know, go streaks for like a month or two, you know, every six months, 12, like 12 months. And I just never fully get it. I just get a little bit more each time, but never that real aha moment. And then the past few years is when I'm just like, you know what? I need to do this. Like, there's just no, I can't keep on pushing it off. Like, I can't say I'm too busy. Like, we're just going to figure this out. And that's what's what I've been doing. I've been riding that that wave since. Yeah, love so, to hear that. I mean, the nice thing with Power Show is because it can. I'm not going to say improve everything, but just about everything. Like no matter what you're doing in IT, learning and using PowerShell is going to return some sort of value. So that's that's always that's that's kind of my one of my favorite things about it is just how adaptable it is to make just about everything better it's yep and even like i wish i'd even just gotten into like pester testing like how many times i would save myself of having those pester tests from back then and just slowly growing it like my life would be so much easier like in a whole team would be basically saying like you have a check for computer setups you know switch configs server configs just knowing is this right or not right so like infrastructure infrastructure testing with pester that's very cool yeah i did some of that yeah. Yeah. But so hey, just, you're here now and you're doing it right. now. I've been loving it. It's so, a fun journey. Yeah. I'm curious because you said earlier in the show you did your first public module, the automated yep. labs. Yeah. And all the things that go into that, you have your documentation, your pester testing, all that. Did you do all of that from scratch or did you use some of the tools that are out there to help you through uh, some of that work, I guess? So a little, a little mixture. Um, so I, I actually used ChatGPT for some of it, like for some of the documentation, even some kind of thing for a quick, like, I couldn't remember exactly off the top of my head to do it, so I just wrote it in quick in ChatGPT, and it basically got, you know, close the enough. outline. Yeah, yeah, close enough. And then, okay, put put in my actual informa- personal information and, you know, change things here and there, and that's it. Um, I had wanted to um, use uh, Fred's PS framework, or his new PS module, use that. Um, but I just didn't, I'll say I wasn't patient enough to actually truly learn it and do it correctly. Um, and same as with, uh, which was it? With Plaster. Like I started looking at that, I'm definitely going to be jumping into both of those, which one works better um, in the long run for me, but both look like great 
modules. Uh, but I kind of looked at to see what they produced and then did it manually. So now I have that um, workflow, what needs to be done, to now I automate it with, with them as well. So you used them as a teaching tool instead of just, that's, I think that's a fascinating use case. That's awesome. Yep. Kind of trying to see like, what are they doing? Because like, and that's also why I want to do the blog on how to create one first because I do it manually because I ran into that same issue where I was trying to use these ones that automated it, but I didn't know what to put in. Like there's some, there's some generic, you know, fields you can just get away with, but some of the stuff you don't understand what it is or like, why isn't this working or why is this thing showing up? So just knowing where everything goes on the back end, uh, just makes it so much easier to now use those, those kind of tools. So what does your module do really? So, so basically with using, um, so th- uh, Microsoft has their development, um, is it basically development site, I'll call it. And basically anyone can log into it. You don't have to be a professional or anything. Like it's just create an account and they give you a 365 account. It's active for 90 days, but they redo it. But basically, as long as you're active in it, they renew it. Um, and it's 25 E5 developer licenses. So I think the only thing it doesn't include is an actual OS license. But it gives you everything else possible. Um, and they can even have where it kind of creates users for you. Uh, but I ran, I started using that, and then I started running the issue of they had to remember their names, of like what person was what, and just got to be a pain of just like, you know, it was this person or this person, and then make sure everything's spelt right. I was like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, I want something simple. Uh, so basically created an Excel spreadsheet that put all the users I want in it, has a licensing that they would need, location, um, title, I'm trying to remember what's on there. Basically all the, the basics of a, of a new user, all the Excel sheet, and basically use one one kind of like add you know ct365 user and it'll add all it could be from one to technically a million if you really want like users to a 365 tenant all right through excel so then once you're done kind of test with them you don't want them to stay in there so you just want to remove them so all you do is then do remove you know ct365 user and it removes all of them it's like that quick because i got so many times where then you yeah, remember when you're removing somebody their name you know, all that kind of stuff, or is this, I don't have time for that. Like, is this fresh? Like, I was spending more time dealing with like spelling and, you know, which did I add this person or not add this person? You just knew you had that template of this is who's been added. You don't have to worry about anybody else and just be done with it. Like, hours spent of losing at the time that could have been better used. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and again, you have a three part blog series on getting started with it if people are interested. Um, sounds pretty cool and free to get started with the licensing. Exactly. And then some stuff I, I have it as automated lab is it's more meant for a lab, I'll say that, but there are some features in it that obviously can be used in production, but just make sure to test it so that you fully understand how it adds everybody. Cause also like the licensing, you have to make sure you have the right licensing name for it because it goes off by Microsoft's um licensing name. So it's like 360, like E5, I guess some weird naming convention kind of thing. Yeah. For, oh, I remember that. So, yep. Yeah. So it's those kind of things you have to watch out for, but it will work in production. And that's kind of how it started with 
I have one where it'll add a user to any group um, in the Excel sheet. So you have like a worksheet named like, uh, say, Connecticut Marketing, for instance, like XCT hyphen marketing. You could put all their 365 groups in that sheet, in that worksheet. It doesn't matter if it's a Teams group or distribution group or 365 group. It'll it'll know like as long as you mark it which one they are, it'll actually add all of them to that one user. Oh, nice. Just, yeah. So basically you could do because we don't have uh I'll say the um I don't say luck, but the ability to use dynamic uh groups in 365. Um there's just too much one offs. It would cause more work to do doing that dynamic. So that's why we could use these so that have a good starter base and then add anyone that we need to for it. And then on the other side, if that person leaves or they change a job title, you can just remove them. Basically remove and that's it. I'm curious if, uh, would it create a conflict if you ran this, went through and added them to Connecticut marketing, but if it was a dynamic group where it says, basically if they're in this state or have this job role listed, it puts them in the group there. Would it try to duplicate that cause an error or would it just already recognize they're in there and move on? It would already recognize they're in there and, and move on. Okay. Yep. So it's just I more of it. You can that. use it. You can use it to set a baseline and then still allow for your dynamic to grow. And that's I like that. Very cool. Now, can you take us a little bit behind the curtains? And what was the experience like publishing your first module? I know for me, I got kind of nervous and stuff like that. But what was it like for you? Same. Like it. I'll say. Before I actually knew exactly how to do it, it was very, I don't say frightening, but very scary. It, it seems like this whole big to do, but as long as you've set up your module correctly on the first part, which is key, which will be in the blog as well. That's why timing wise, um, as long as you have your actual module set up correctly, it's not bad at all. It's literally, you create an account on, on the PowerShell gallery get the API key set how long you want that for put that into then go to like publish module your key the name of it and you're done like it's that's all they're technically like at a very high level that's that's all it is like making sure you have all of like your was it for your help uh is it help licensing I'm trying to think of the other couple ones Licensing help. Um, oh, the, the site for it, like the source site for it. Um, those ones, like, do they have to be in there? No, but it's good to have them for users to, to be able to go to for them. But, uh, but yeah, the first time was very, it was nerve wracking. And once I saw it, I'm like, that's so simple. Like, why did I, <laughs> why did I wait so long to actually to do that? Because I was just using on GitHub doing that way. And I'm like, you know, I really should put in the PowerShell gallery. There's always that initial thinking of, oh, it's going to be so much work. But I mean, luckily I had it mostly all set up. So this, oh, and I added uh, the icon. That was, a, that was a big thing. I oh, yeah. Icon, so. You have a cool icon too, right? Yeah. Thanks to ChatGBT. Or oh. technically, uh, it was us. I need, I need a logo. Dolly 3? Um, yeah, Dolly 3. It was through uh, Bing, Bing Enterprise. But, oh, flex uh, on them. Yeah, that, uh, I was like, I need something. But I know like how important the logo is, but I'm like, I have no clue what to use for it. So I just put I literally in five minutes. Had a logo. 
like five o'clock morning, just wrote a couple commands, and that was it. And I had, I did so. I'm not sure if you guys have used it before, but I was trying to do 365 automated lab in oh, which one was it? Oh, in uh, Adobe's because I have Adobe Creator Suite, and they have now their whole AI as well too that they they fully guarantee that it will not be copyrighted. Like it won't be having copyright infringement on it. So I was trying to use that. And it would never write 365. It write 367 or like 358, but it would never write. I mean, I tried a hundred different ways. Um, it should do it one this. character at a time. Right. Like it would never put all of it together. I'm like, right. No. Weird. Yeah. But sounds yeah. like a cool experience, man. I'm I'm proud of you. I know that it's just such an accomplishment you know posting anything publicly is definitely its own win but when you can go through the whole process of really having a problem developing a solution writing it in such a way that other people can benefit from it and adapt it and improve it and then share it with the world and put yourself out there you're living it man you're living it you're living it and i gotta give a huge shout out to, to christian ritter he, he helped me out a lot too as we were working on that too like i'd sometimes write something up then he'd be like, oh, no, try to do it this way. And I'm like, oh, to know I could do it that way. And it helped me out because now going forward, I know I can just do it that way to make it a lot easier. But yeah, he helped out a lot with that. So it was good to have that, I'll say that co-programmer uh, on it as well. I'm I'm just excited to like hear of a business case for Dolly because I use it purely for nonsense. <laughs> Dude, I love that. But my yeah, dog's it, name is Dolly, so I'm just thinking of my dog. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I, hey, I think, it does have business. Well, I think last time I did it, it was a kitten kung fu fighting an alligator, uh, and then uh, before that was a velociraptor doing the macarena. Like I don't do anything. Oh, nice. <laughs> it, and that's usually you hear about it. And then I, I thought I heard somebody else mention about it. I'm like, oh, like for my logo, I did it for. It was like for um, a nonprofit thing. I'm like, it's not a bad idea. And I tried it, and it worked. I didn't expect it to work, but it worked. <laughs> it's a helpful tool at times. I know Chrissy's doing some stuff in that space, and I'm looking forward to seeing what, what she's working on. Uh, she's going hard with that now, too, which which I'm definitely liking. Yeah, it's super when, she starts, when she starts jumping on something, you know, you know it's going to be good. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> well, as long as it's on par with... Uh... You know her database work, then no, no pressure. But that's the bar. Exactly. I'm I'm not expecting anything less. Should I over saying that? But <laughs> no, she's great. Oh, so through the experience, any regrets? Didn't do it sooner. I really wish I'd done. It. Like anybody that's debating about doing one, just do it. It's it's really not that bad. It, and, and it sounds like getting a helper would be even better. And it, if you're active, it sounds like people are willing to help. Oh, the community's been huge. Like I'll put something on Twitter, and I'll have you know, even if it's just a couple of people, or I've had people just DM me afterwards saying, "Oh, like you know, try this," and then we've you know talked after that and had you know really explained everything for me what it needed or just shot ideas back and forth with. And I mean, the community has been the best. I mean, as you guys always say, and some people are like, oh, it's, they're just saying it. I, I'm an example of it works. It fully works. 
gosh, it's so yeah. cool. Yeah. And, and on your part with, with Joe Hughes, of who uh, now was last week, but uh, he, I actually posted on Twitter now, I probably shouldn't say this, but a couple months ago, and I was like, oh, does anyone want to do like a virtual um, event kind of thing? You know, I'll have, you know, a couple speakers, you know, does anyone want to talk? Of course, who is it? Joe Hughes says, you know what? I'll do it if it's around a certain time. Like I can definitely do it. You know, just let me know. And he was one of the first people to to jump in on it. So he, he he's not lying when he says my wife gets probably mad at me when I volunteer too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though. But yeah, yeah. what is funny when you say I'm like it brought me right back to that when he was one. He said, "Yep, you know, he goes, I'm available. I'll figure something out. Just let me know." And he said that if I wanted to do one too for his group meetup, I could do that too. So get offering back. What are you going to speak about? Well, that time I didn't have anything. Exactly. Well, I think I just started three six five lab, but I'd probably do that. We'll schedule something. But yeah, I should start doing some videos for it to start practicing. Yeah, I'd have you at my group, Gainesville PowerShell User Group, starting Mac up in this quarter. Oh, nice. Yep, taking some time off. But ready to hit it full speed ahead. I need more power shell. Yep. Yeah, let's do it, man. I'll, although it'll be my first one, but I'll I'll be ready. Can I sign up? I have a question about your module. When you built it, did you use any templating? No. So you just went through it. I mean, it makes sense to sometimes, you know. I looked to, at it. Yeah, to go through and like have some kind of reference material, even if you recreate it yourself. I know that's what I did. I would look at PS Cookie Monsters modules and be like, okay, there's all these things. What do they do exactly? Click through, read, 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 read. And then like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, that's what I need. Oh, I can tell you, it was, it was Chrissy, Doug, nice. Fink. Um, yeah, Chrissy, Doug. Um, when I say Chrissy, basically all of SQL and... DBA uh, tools? Yeah, yeah, DBA tools with... Um, a couple other modules that she has. Um, who else? I, I thought, I think even Mike F. Robbins too. But there's a handful of, and Jeff, go through Jeff Hicks stuff. Um, I, I know I'm forgetting people that I looked through too, but yeah, there was a handful of mine. Kind of see Heather, what the common consensus was and saying to some of the newer modules too, just to see if, because some were from like six, seven years ago and seeing if anything had changed on it, like of best practice wise. So, because I just wanted to make sure at least starting with best practice for it well it's a interesting approach i think it's the right approach because templating is nice but knowing everything that goes into it is also critical so if you start off with a template and you don't necessarily know everything about it i think it can lead to some problems so spending the first time to learn everything i think is the absolute correct way to go about it but then in the future it's like okay i know this now do it for me yeah oh 100 <laughs> yeah if you're going to use a templating solution Read the read the full documentation first, and there is value in going through it yourself. Right, and, and that's what kind of happened to me. Was where I was trying to read it. I'm like, I might look at these manually do this first, and then I'll I'll come back to it and reread the docs. There now it'll probably be a piece of cake. But I just remember like it wasn't super recently, but looking through it, I'm like, this is just I don't fully get it. Like, oh, just do this, this. I'm like, I I don't. Yeah, need the baseline I, first. Yep. I just want to make some folders to make a module. That's all I want to do. <laughs> so I'm looking at your module. I see there's a tests folder. Do you have any automation on those tests or do you just manually run them? I just manually run them right now. 
Okay. Sounds like a cool next thing. You know, another part of the kind of learning curve, I think, is to get the module and then eventually figure out all the automations to kind of, and then you get, it's just really good experience and you have proof of concepts that you did it publicly. And and I'll I'll full full disclosure on that. Uh, Christian wrote this and and we kind of adjusted him a little bit, but he's like, guys, just for testing to give us kind of a testing spot. Um, and doing kind of the, the basics where he's like, Here, here's some of the basics to have in there. Um, and then we'll, we'll grow them kind of thing. So then uh, I had to change some stuff on a little bit when we change some of the directories, but uh, that's definitely next step of, of learning more pestered and pester and then um, GitHub actions. Yeah, exactly. Just a GitHub action to run against it and run all the tests in the test folder and output the results. And yeah. That's where I think referring to a templating solution, even if you just generate a fake project, seeing how they go about that um, would be helpful. Um, they also have a bunch of tests frequently built in that you might want to borrow from or compare notes with, but that's awesome, man. It sounds like you're on some cool stuff. Still more things to learn as always, right? Tons. <laughs> more more chances to improve our modules and collaborate and write new blogs about GitHub Actions and maybe speak that's about happening. them. Yeah, between that and probably pester because I'm gonna dig into that um, on the pester side. Since like I, I understand the concept, but just writing them and how they fully work, I don't yet to an extent. Like those, like when I've like checked like Chrissy's and all, like when you see their pester test, it's just like way over. It, it's also a brand new mindset, right? Because instead of I want to do this to get this result, you assuming this result is this right. giving what I want, right? It's just, it's just a completely different way to approach it. Definitely. And then especially then trying to find documentation between four and five, like we find stuff and it doesn't say if it's four or five. So you got to look at the year and hope it is. Um, but I've, I've been reading up enough that I can, I can catch it now, but, uh, but yeah, it's definitely, there's so many things I want to do with that, um, that project for uh five army lab, like it said, GitHub actions, pester, um, just automate more of it, you know, just learn all the things, connect it. And at some point you want to have it where they'll basically connect to a test 365 environment. So run them on there as well. Um, do that. Keep the, um, the keys in GitHub. So using the, the GitHub secrets and, and using that as well too. So a lot of things, a lot, a lot of fun times. And once you kind of go through the process that you're going through one time and kind of make sure you actually learn it, Next time you have a module idea or a problem that you solve, it's way the barrier to entry is way low. And then all of a sudden you have this suite of tools that you maintain and ideally in a perfect world, some of our listeners help out with and get value out of and you know, really keep that community based mindset going forward. No, definitely like it's it's been an amazing experience. It's like creating it and then I think surprised like it even has like 40 stars. Like from some no name, like anything else is impossible. Like, dude, that's huge, man. Congrats. Like, just like seeing that, I'm like, wow. And then I think even the module already has like 15 downloads. And I, I, I promise you, I did not inflate those numbers by just installing <laughs> it on multiple machines. <laughs> uh, only one is me. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just crazy with, with the outreach. I've had help with it. And just the whole experience has been amazing. Anyone that I've asked for, you know, could you help me out a little bit? No issues. 
so Jordan, we haven't been lying to people this whole time. We've been telling them stuff that is actually accurate and true. That's a relief. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I want to test the theory. This would be a very different episode if it's like, oh no, it was horrible. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Look, no. You know, Drew McKellen. I mean, okay. <laughs> oh man, but that's great to hear, man. It, and it's cool to see it. Uh, it's it's awesome to be part of this community where we're all kind of learning, growing, putting ourselves in a better spot together. A lot of times, facing fears. You know, it's kind of a, it, there is the programming language, but there's also a lot of other factors to it. And it's, we're, we're very happy to have you be part of the community and be a friend of the podcast. And it's great I to see you, man. Likewise. I'm just so warm inside, like over this whole thing. It's like so great. I just, oh, f- so full circle, man. You've, you've come such a long way. It really is. I still remember the first episodes. It's just, I think the core of Andrew's job is building a community. So every time you see a successful community, he's like, right. this is it. This is my jam. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, it, unrelated to that. Yeah, no, it's cool to see. Because now, man, you never know who's going to be listening to this that's maybe where you were at the start of your thing. And now you've kind of demonstrated through your story and experiences that, hey, yeah, if you just take that first step, it really is okay. And you're actually really proud at the end of it. You've learned a lot. You felt like, you know... You've built a brick wall, one brick at a time, because you've had a lot of small victories along the way, culminating in this fantastic published to the gallery, three-part blog series, joining us on the podcast, adding more automation and pester tests. Oh my gosh. What a fun adventure, man. It's just like, or we could just have a job and just, okay. Or we could make it fun and engage and learn and grow together and, you know, I, I hope people take ownership in the way that you have and get to experience the fruits of that labor. Myself a little. I mean, and kind of happened like with Drew, like seeing Drew too, seeing him grow. It's crazy. Like, love to see it. Yeah. All those little things they think, ah, it'll never happen. And here we are. I'm doing a podcast. Still, still going up too. Still going up, man. I, I like that the podcast is becoming a, a, an achievement baseline now. Like before it's like, we're just thrilled to have people that would be willing to do it. And now we're here. It's like, Oh, I'm so honored. It's like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he said he's listened to every episode, you know, think about how many hours that is of him kind of hearing things from us. I mean, I, I I wish I could listen to it, but not, you know, like I'm glad that we're a helpful resource and, and we're here every week and helping share stories like yours. No, it's it's been great. I mean, I look forward to it every Monday. I mean, I have, I have an hour commute, so it's perfect hour to hour and twenty depending on traffic. Hey, and you know what, man? It's I know you've been listening for a while and you've been supportive publicly and like said nice things to us and stuff, and it really does mean a lot because sometimes you never know are people really connecting with what you're saying, um, and really appreciate your positive feedback in that regard. Anytime. All right. Well, as a longtime listener, I think you know what's coming. Oh, geez. He might know, but he's not ready. He's yeah, no, not ready. no, I'm not. I, I, I didn't say he's ready, but you know, we're coming. You go at the common parameters where we're going to ask three questions that I used to jokingly say were difficult until I had to write a blog on one of these questions. And now I apologize to all the guests. But are you ready? Well, not really, you, but yeah. <laughs> right, question one What is one time something went wrong while on the job? And uh, what did you learn from it? So, yeah, this is a. An interesting one. This was a little, I don't say earlier, Mike, 
at least over a few years ago, but uh, it happened where we had a managed ISP um, and we had uh, managed routers with them. So we had, they did our whole routing, our VPN, everything through the ISP. Since it was just myself, one other person, like it wasn't something that we did. I'll say that's something that we need to know, but for the business wise, it wasn't something that we need to know. Kind of th- like it was better just to outsource it, have them do it, not worry about it. Um, and we were making a change. You know, day of the week it was, but it was after hours. Basically, it's to change some VLANs to give access between our, our switches, but we needed the route so it could hit the multiple sites. And got this tech, seemed very knowledgeable. Um, spoke about how he has all these scripts to do this, and um, you know him and I like BS. I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, I have scripts to back everything up. You know, everything gets saved. This and that. I'm like, great. I just, it's awesome. And we're about two hours on the call. Everything's good. We're done. Test everything. Everything's good. And then two days, two days later, there's a power outage. Comes back up, and all of a sudden. Early afternoon, so I'm like, I don't see, I don't see these files. I'm like, what are you talking about? So, a little ref back to this is, we had at the time um, servers at the three sites. They had local servers, so that's the file servers. But then they sync through DFS. So they, so it needed that VPN. If you kind of see where this is going, and right, they're like, we don't see. It. I'm like, no, no. And then someone else, and there was a couple other people who started digging into it it lost the VPN connection between the sites. And we're like, what are you talking about? Like, everything was working. What happened? Well, from that power outage, the guy had never saved the switch fully to the, to the routers. He had done the save, but not the full save, so that if you restart it, it doesn't save it. So it was only like the, like the I forget what they call it, like the live. I forget what they actually call it. But basically, once you restart the router, it loses that config that you saved, because it wasn't saved to, to memory. For it. and it's a known thing that you have to do that. Like even like on Dell switches and stuff, like you have to like once you reboot them. Like if you haven't done that save to memory, it will not save it. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's so not good. Yeah. So then we're dealing with this ISP and they're big and it was just not really getting response back from them right away. It's just like fun. Like now we're dealing with this. Like luckily we have we had synced file servers within the past day, so it wasn't crazy at that point but it couldn't go on for long because when someone made it say in connecticut and then say in you know texas that person wasn't gonna be able to see that that change because then we get the then we get an email saying hey i can't see this why aren't like, this person not seeing the changes so we start hounding them and they're like oh no uh we'll get somebody scheduled on it like don't hear anything so then we go on basically two days of this and there's a text gonna um, reach out, doesn't reach out. We need a scheduled time. They still reach out. Then we get a call like late at night, and we didn't know there's them calling, so we didn't even pick it up because it wasn't like we were expecting it. So why would they be calling? And so we did basically after two days, like after like forty hours, like we can't, like this is just gone long enough. So luckily, we already had firewalls in place, and we actually worked with our consultant. Um, and set set site VPNs with that instead of using the managed ISP. And it actually worked better than the managed ISPs. 
Saves the day. There we go. Yeah. Um, so that that was good that we had that already in place. If we hadn't had that, we would have been screwed. Um, because literally it took them months in full disclosure, like after like a week of it, it was just like this is working better anyway. So why even why even push it at that point? Like we have bigger fish to fry than than dealing with that when this is working way better anyways. And uh what I basically learned from that is no matter how smart that person on the other end seems and sounds, always make sure you're prepared before and after. So what I should have done is made sure I had a copy of the config that worked prior because even once we got someone, they couldn't figure it out either. So we did get someone at one point that tried it, couldn't do it. And then literally after like three months, they finally got somebody who could figure it out. Uh, so I was wondering like, why weren't those other saves in there from prior? So that was a little concerning. Um, and it was all on their end, so we, we didn't have like direct access to it. Like we had that kind of like ass access for it, kind of thing. Like we could get it, but at that time I was we were like it wasn't like a main thing. Like they always handle it. We're good. We're okay. Never do that. Don't don't assume. Like make sure you have documentation, digital and physical, because if your network's down, how are you going to get to that documentation anyways? If it's if it's down, depending where you see it. Great advice right there. Uh, and then making sure that they save it the, the correct way. But <laughs> well, if you don't have access to it, there's only so much you can do, right? <laughs> True. At least ask so at least though you do yeah. your due diligence. <laughs> and, and then making sure you have a copy of that exact config that you know is working after. Because and this goes for like servers, switches, routers. Doesn't matter what the equipment is, like even if the printer. So the times where it's matter, yeah. Yeah, just just do it. Like it's, it, I know it's an extra ten minutes, but just do it. Like that ten minutes then will save you hours and days of aggravation going forward. Like it, it's no, it's and also having that so that even if you don't understand it, because like am I at that point was I going to truly understand those Cisco router configs? And no, but at least I'd have I could let somebody else look at them to confirm if I ever had a question. And knowing that they are right. Yeah. All right. You ready for a second common parameter? Let's do it. All right. With all of your current mega genius super level knowledge, what's one thing you would tell your younger self when you're first starting at IT? I love this question. And I've heard so many good answers on this too, where I'm like, I didn't want to try to repeat too much of some of them, but uh, I'd say get a mentor. Like find somebody that you can like lead on that can help you out. And if you can't find a, a mentor, like just a, a community, like the PowerShell community that is very open and, and helpful um, to make sure you're going the, on the right path and, and that you try to think that necessarily that they would show you the right path, but kind of help you lead on the way that you want to go and that you're following it correctly and taking as many obstacles out of the way that if you didn't have them, you'd be hitting. I mean, because like making a module, like there's some stuff where, yeah, I could just go at manually. I mean, granted, I even looked at like uh, Adam Driscoll's YouTube of how to publish a module. 10 minutes and I was done. If I had just gone through documentation on how to publish a module, it would have been days 
of of going through just to read through. Even I mean, Microsoft has great documentation on it. It's a lot because they they're very detailed. I mean, it, it's great, but for what I need to get done, Adam's you know ten minute video, May fifteen, did it kind of thing. So yeah, it definitely um, getting a mentor or having community they can bounce ideas off. You know, sanity check. Um, it does it seem right kind of thing just for on all levels of, of a job and um, on your career path as well. Uh, so that uh, just to make sure that you go in the right direction. I mean, we can all go kind of long ways out the wrong way, but just kind of bring it in, bring it when you can um, just to help you, you know, catapult faster. I mean, if you want to, so I mean, some people, well, as a guy that's wasted at least a decade, I can appreciate that advice. <laughs> And I do remember you mentioned about that, so <laughs> but it <All> happens. Right. <laughs> Are you ready for the final common parameter? No. <laughs> yeah. Too late. Too bad it's coming. What two modules do you find worthy to join 365 Automated Labs on your podium of excellence? See here. I, I had to write the, like is this I'm like, you're you are correct. I'm like, oh it's three, it won't be that bad, but just like picking through enough. No, because like you don't not so you don't want to offend somebody, but like there's just so many good modules out there. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go to ones that aren't as mentioned as much. I mean, there's always like the Doug Fink of you know PowerShell AI import Excel. I mean, that's basically what 365 Lab runs off of. It is basically it's import Excel and and uh, the 365 um, API, like the graph API and all like that is what 365 Automate Lab is. Uh, so I definitely have to give Doug a shout out. Uh, and a lesser known, I'll say lesser known, um, Chrissy project is the KB update, which does Windows updates uh, through PowerShell. So you can actually even use it for um, offline computers. So you can actually go to a computer that is online and save all of the module, I save all the um, all the updates to USB. I can it'll say which ones are needed to, and you can even pick out which um, KBs you want as well to which updates. So you can even search for, say, great, I'm not sure who knows the actual KB numbers, but you can do it through that way as well too. Um, but it, it's been, it saved me a bunch of time using that. And I know, uh, what's his name? Adam Bacon uses it a lot too. It has a lot of good things to say about it as well. Uh, but yeah, that that's been super helpful for me too. Uh, and then the other is it's called As Built Report, and it it doesn't. I don't say it doesn't do anything because that's, that's wrong. It basically creates a beautiful as built report for whatever you're using. So say it's a a server, it will actually create a whole PDF or Word document, or I think there's one other one, um, report for the whole entire configuration of, uh, it could be your uh, DC or just a server in general. And it has checks in it. So you could say, if you have it configured wrong, it'll actually pick it up. Um, it'll say if like, you've had too many, too many one thing kind of set up, it'll, it'll mention that. Um, it'll, of course, show like storage space, um, I mean, it gets very granular. It, they have it for FortiGates as well, too. They have a lot of VMware products. Um, it breaks down every piece. So, like, 
use that for your documentation, especially if you've just built um, or if you don't have any at all, use that to kind of see the current status of your uh, devices. It gets, it's amazing of how in depth that it goes all for free. I mean, it's, it's insane of how much picks out. You smashed that question. Great. Those are some great call outs. Links and show notes. Well, Clayton, I'm not sure. I mean, you are aware that Andrew has always been a glowing beacon of excellence. Uh, he has an expertise that has been unmatched, never will be. But today I've noticed that all of that shine is a little bit more golden. And it's, it's nice to see that even people that are world-renowned figures in something can still take it to the next level. And so we get the privilege of watching the new and improved best ever shill of the podcast. Take it away, Andrew. Modest introduction, Jordan. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today on another community-oriented, fantastic, future award-winning PowerShell podcast. Thanks so much to our amazing guest today. And listeners, if you'd be so kind, if you could like, comment, subscribe, give us a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast platform of choice. You know we're everywhere? You can listen to us anywhere, in your car, at the bar, at work, wherever. And if you want to chat with us on a more personal level on the day-to-day, join us on the PDQ Discord, discord.gg slash PDQ, and there's a PowerShell channel. I'm always trolling around in there, having some fun. Um, Clayton, thank you so much for joining us, man. Where can people find you on the World Wide Web? Mostly I am Clayton, so C-L-A-T-E-N-T, for the website, Twitter, um, all those kind of things. And then um, my GitHub is DevClate, since that was created a while back. Uh, But yep, and then ClaytonT.com as well has all my social on that as well too, so go there for that in the blogs. Whatever else I'm making. (laughs) Clayton, you're a friend. Thanks for joining us today. You did a great job. Everyone, thank you for listening. I hope you learned a thing or two and continue to live out the values that Clayton's been enjoying. Thank you, guys. It's been an honor to be here. And it's important to remember, curling is better than pickleball. Thanks for listening to the PowerShell Podcast. The PowerShell Podcast is a PDQ production, making device management simple, secure, and pretty damn quick.